0: Welcome back to Screen Time. I'm Rokhan. I'm Richard Roper. Did we just see the greatest weekend in American football history? Maybe. We'll talk about that. But first, let me tell you this. That the Rowan Roper Podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com. The digital landscape is changing rapidly. You need to compete in today's business environment, don't you? You need an experienced partner, don't you? Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, development, e-commerce, mobile apps, Digital marketing to drive your overall business success because they believe that today's online world is your opportunity. Visit AmericanEagle.com today to get started.
1: So, are hundreds of thousands around the planet, the kick is good. It's going to overtime. Whatever quarterback has the ball last will win. Oh, well, guess what? They'll just. Give me three seconds. I'll just get down and, oh, my gosh. This is the most perfect quarterback play to finish a full quarter, like, maybe
0: ever. I mean, this is unbelievable back and forth. Big plays, smart plays. Well, that happened. (laughs) Buffalo, Kansas City was one of the wildest football games I have ever seen. And, you know, between you and me, we've seen a lot of football games. I, You know,
1: I almost remember the New York Giants against the Baltimore Colts, which is widely credited as the game that became the television, you know, iconic foundation. This is like in the late 50s, mm-hmm. right? There was a big Johnny Unitas and the Colts against the New York Giants. It was a big television event. I don't really remember no, that. No, you cannot
0: possibly remember uh, that no, game. No. But everybody talks it was about before it, I though. was born.
1: But I do remember... You know, the NFL playoffs when we, you know, I'm older than you are, but when we were kids, when I really first started watching football and, you know, the Bears usually stunk, they blew, (laughs) they were horrible. All of um, those things. You know, all the time when I was playing football, you know, the Bears were terrible. Then you know, we finally got the, the eighty five Bears. But I remember, you know, watching those iconic games with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Terry Bradshaw. They won four Super Bowls and the Purple People Eaters, the Minnesota Vikings, right. and the old Kansas City Chiefs. And it and seemed like they're only all six. Of that teams yeah. in the whole league yeah like it that. was always you know Steelers and Chiefs and Cowboys and Raiders of course we lost John Madden just recently and of course he you know he had the, he has the winningest percentage of anybody with more than 100 wins in NFL history John Madden wow and most people know him now as the video game guy and of course the broadcasting legend but these games bro I thought this weekend over the weekend were amazing uh, four very very tight playoff games and uh, you mentioned uh, Tony Romo is the CBS guy, right? Who does he do that with? Jim Jim Nance? Jim Nance. Sure. They're terrific. And I know some people get mad at Tony Romo because he could be a little impish. I think he's great. I think he's just, I think, first of all, he was a very, very good quarterback, Eastern Illinois, and then with the Cowboys. He knows the game. Mm-hmm. But he's got that, he's more of a fan than a lot of announcers are, I feel like.
0: And, you a, know, a, right, a fan of the mechanics of the game. Yeah, He's, he's not yeah, really yeah, a exactly. fan not of for a team. the teams. Although the Dallas, yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty clear that he yeah. isn't, and I think he even softly admits it. But yeah. I'm with you 100%. I think that has now become the best act in football broadcasting. CBS does an amazing job. I also happen to believe that the NBC show, which I thought was the best mm-hmm. at that moment, mm-hmm. has just now been usurped by that. Because I think Chris Collinsworth does an amazing job. And- yeah,
1: yeah. I would say my favorite is, is still L. Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, I would say, are my number one favorite team. Al Michaels is, you know, a goat. He's one of the greatest of yeah, all time. Without you know, question. We, we talk about all the sports he's done going all the way back to the miracle on ice, the 1980, you know, US hockey team and everything everything. Think he's sick then. of that
0: by now cuz I think he's sick of that by now. Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he also did play-by-play when O.J. was in the Bronco. Yes. Remember that they brought oh, him in I, right. to help out with Peter Jennings and everybody else. <laughs> so he's done it all.
0: But Chris I remember, I got got to stop please, that because please. you know that was uh, uh, that was yeah, very important yeah, era. Uh, I love that moment. I just want to take you back to that night in 1994 and there was OJ in the backseat of the Bronco going slowly down the expressway in Los Angeles. Al Cowling's AC, his buddy, was Mm -hmm. behind the wheel and here's Al Michaels on television pleading with them to pull over. Now, (laughs) this was 1994. Mm -hmm. People did not have iPhones, they could not see this broadcast as it was going on. There was no way that OJ was going to be watching Al Michaels on television. Just a little bit about the hubris of television. Yeah, the Bronco didn't have a TV. Right, you know, you right. It, just, it, it did not. And it, and, and it, I, I just love that moment. Like, he can't hear you, man.
1: Well, you know, we just kind of sent in the karma out there. But you mentioned uh, Tony Romo. And we talked about what I love about Chris Collinsworth, too, who was with the Bengals and a terrific receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll impart his wisdom and his knowledge in ways that you don't think about. Like uh, Devontae Adams is a great receiver for the Packers, and he talked about you know, a couple of weeks ago about how when Adams is running his routes, he waits to the last possible moment to lift his arms up, so the receiver doesn't or the defender doesn't know the ball's coming and hasn't turned his head around because a lot of receivers they're waiting for it so they lift their arms and their hands and he waits till, till like last possible second and then by the time he lifts his hands or arms or positions them, the ball's like three feet away. And Chris Collinsworth is a receiver saying, you know how hard that is to do yeah. to resist the urge, first of all, to you know to give it away, but then also to be able to make that catch. Try it at home. Keep your <laughs> arms by your side. <laughs> right. Have your have your 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 friend or your partner, whatever the case your may kid. be, your kid. Uh, throw something at you at and, your face, and, yeah, as hard at your as face, possible. like yeah. something round and hard, like a like a watermelon or a pumpkin. <laughs> Try it, you'll see. Yeah, but I wanted I wanted to ask you, Ro, First yeah. of all, um, the the Chiefs oh, Bills can game.
0: I, can we, yeah, go ahead. We have not talked about the Fox crew. A lot of people, when mm-hmm. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman came together, they thought, oh, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But what we have found there is, other than the fact that they dress like they're in some Thirty years from now, sci-fi adventure, right? They're always in like, like crew neck shirts or some kind of a weird, like, like a Fox Alien show kind of outfit. <laughs> yeah, uh, they really don't have that base chemistry that these other crews have.
1: Well, and it's especially highlighted because the uh, the NFL on Sunday or whatever they call it has so much personality with Bradshaw and Strahan and everybody and and Jimmy Johnson and Howie Long, you know, they're having so much fun that then it, it seems a little dry In fact uh, on their next podcast, which will be uh, airing later this week, running later this week. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about a documentary about Terry Bradshaw. That's really, really interesting. So we'll talk about that. But what I want to go back and ask you about this, this Bill's chiefs game, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, and there's a lot of talk, do you think they need to change the rules in overtime where you, if you win the coin toss and you score a touchdown, the other team doesn't get the ball?
0: I already have written the commissioner on this. I am beside myself about it. Let's go back and do a little history on this. Okay. Used to be that teams would tie and the game would be over, right? Yeah. That's from a billion years yeah. ago. Unless Even, it was a
1: playoffs, Obviously, they had a play, right? You know? Or a few overtime games, but never. Other than that, ties. Right. Yeah, like hockey.
0: Then they have. went into an overtime situation, and yeah. it was just basically whoever scored first won a game. Death. They always call it sudden yes. death
1: overtime. It's not like a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Sudden death overtime.
0: Our beloved Chicago Bears had a record actually for the shortest sudden death. Oh. win ever. It was a Thanksgiving game, as I seem to recall, from yeah. the 1970s in which a guy ran the opening kickoff back, and I think it was like 23 yeah. seconds or something, yeah. whatever it was. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah,
0: That was since eclipsed. Hmm. So then they made a decision. They wanted to draw this thing out. They don't want it to end very, very quickly. So yeah. they came up with this very complicated set of rules. Like everything in football is. Yeah. You need literally a lawyer, which they now have one, <laughs> in the booth with every single it's play. True, you have to go back and review yeah. everything. Uh, they have come up with this idea that if the first score is a touchdown, then that team wins. It scores right. a touchdown. Or if the defense scores a safety, then that team wins. But if- Or a
1: pick six. If they, you know, picked off the ball and go all the way. Right. Right.
0: If the defense scores or if there's a touchdown. Yeah. If there's not and it's a field goal, well, then you play on. Okay.
1: Next score, uh, they can either tie with a field goal or – and if there are two possessions and nobody scores, then it's next score of any kind wins. Right. Which we just explained how ridiculous the thing is. Right. Oh, within 10 minutes, by
0: the way. And we need – right. Because it's only 10 minutes. And, again, we need lawyers figured out and judges and people are going to (laughs) start suing. And, you know, almost like to me, the red flag – that the coach gets to throw out. Yeah. that's like I'm suing you over that. Which is It's incredibly ridiculous that they have this little hacky
1: sack in the year 2022, <laughs> and Pete Carroll, uh, the Seahawks coach, famously reached into his pocket and threw his flip phone. He, he was the wrong pocket earlier this year. Well, I think I think they got to change it yes. in some way. College has a different way. They start on the 25 and they go back and forth. But college it, does know, it great.
0: You know the reason they won't do that in the pros though is the NFLPA and the whole concussion issue. What they're trying to do is minimize right. the number of plays.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's a 10-minute overtime in regulation. We'll end in a tie. It's the same reason hockey goes five minutes and, and then does the shootout, right? right. But I got to tell you a betting story, Ro. And I, I was going to oh, tell boy. you this in our real life, IRL, as the kids say, yeah. in real life. But then I was like, no, we don't do that. You've been telling me to save it for the show since... The OJ trial. Yep. And the Bronco chase before that. Uh, Okay, so I'll I'll try to explain this in a way that even if you're not a better, I always try to do that. Because betting stories are sort of like, you know, more stories, poker stories. They're always more interesting to the storyteller than the listener. But I think this is fantastic. Here we go. This is, okay, so.
0: We'll all be the judge of
1: that. All right, dear listen, okay, podcaster. podcasters, let us know. You can always hit us up. I had a wager, and they called this anytime touchdown. So you're betting not on the game, but you're betting on individual players to score a touchdown anytime in the game, right? Okay. Uh, and you could pick one player, but I took what they call a parlay. So I said Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. uh, Tyreek Hill... And Kelsey, the tight end, all needed to score a touchdown. Now they're all now they all have to get in the end
0: zone, or they all have to score Mahomes Not, No, Mahomes has to it. score
1: himself, and okay. he actually scored, you know, on a on a great running play early on because that was kind of the long shot. Right. And you and you go, well, wow, those are three stars, but it's very rare. It's like saying three players on the same team are going to hit a home run in the same game, even if you had Trout and Shohei or Otani. That's a tough thing. Yeah. So I'm going to lose. it. And by the way, if you bet a dollar a mm-hmm. real dollar on yeah. this. Um, um, you would get $20 oh, back. So so, so wow. let's just say about a dollar, I'd get $20, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mahomes scores, but then the game is almost over and Tyreek Hill then scores on this amazing play, late, very late in the game. where he actually wagged the peace sign at the guy from the Bills as he before he was in, you know, like yes. he's like you're not going to catch me cuz I'm the fastest one of the fastest men gotcha. in the NFL. So then, you know, then it's all this back and forth and the Bills score and there's only 13 seconds left. And then it goes to overtime. So I'm texting a couple of friends and I'm like, this is crazy because if somehow Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown in overtime, I win. Because the other two guys have scored. But that's the only way I could win this. Mahomes has scored. Hill has scored. Any other person scores out of the 100 players that are at this game. And of course, what happens? An amazing play. Mahomes took Kelsey in the corner of the end zone. Tony Romo's saying I don't think it's a catch. His feet aren't down. I'm like, shut <laughs> up, Tony. So Kelsey scores a touchdown, right? So I win, right? All right. But here's the thing. I go on the website, uh, PointsBet, one of the many, you know, legal uh, betting endeavors that, that are available out mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see that my $20 has come through for my $1. Hypothetically, whatever I bet, doesn't matter. Um, and it says I lost. It says unsuccessful and it says that Kelsey didn't score a touchdown. So I called a friend of mine, who's a, a, an attorney, and he's like, <laughs> go to the gaming board in, in your home state. You know, that's because he goes, and I said, oh, my God, I bet you, they, I bet you, I bet it has to be in regulation. And I'm like, that's not that. fair. So then I called a buddy who works at points bet, and he goes, wait a minute. He goes, hold on here. And here's what I found out, that this has never happened before. Since they've been doing this type of thing, that the last, you know, piece of the puzzle scored in overtime, so their computer, whatever algorithm, whatever was set up, that at the end of four quarters, it stopped just counting the time. It the- closed, you know, yeah. and 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 he goes, it will be rectified. So then, about a half hour later, it turns out I won. It's just like when they found Uncle Billy and the eight thousand dollars <laughs> or whatever at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. They didn't find him; he wasn't missing. You know what I mean? They, they all raised a bunch of money for time. yeah. So. So that was crazy because, you know, you're saying, well, any time should be
0: overtime. That's amazing to Isn't that to incredible? Me. Yeah. I want to just stop on that for a second because that shouldn't happen. Yeah. They, don't they have these guys who are like Lefty Rosenthal or whatever that yeah. guy's name was from Casino that sit around in Las Vegas with the big glasses and they're, they're chewing on their lips and talking about and thinking about all of the different permutations that can possibly yeah, happen. Yeah, and I
1: think what happened, I, I'm not sure I'm describing it correctly. It may have just been a glitch. Whatever the glitch was, it self-corrected. So they did have that in place, but for whatever reason. But for a half hour, it was like, you know, at the end of the social network, when uh, Zuckerberg, played by Jesse Eisenberg, keeps hitting refresh to see if his ex-girlfriend had friended him. I kept hitting refresh, waiting to see. <laughs> but okay, that well, is I the story, yeah. Rokan, yeah. and my podcast uh, audience about the luckiest victory ever
0: yeah that really is something i since we're talking about this actually you know what i want to do let me let me let let me tell you about portillo's for a second and then i want to come back and i want to talk about the two old men who may or may not have careers after this okay that sounds good the finest fast casual experience you're going to have in all of dining portillo's you know, not just hot dogs. A lot of, you know when it started in Chicago, people were like, "Oh, it's a hot dog shop." Oh wait, oh wait, we got we got Italian beef. Wait, we got Italian sausage. Wait, you got chocolate cake. <laughs> nice. Oh man, it's just uh, it's just one of the great experiences you can have. And I, I think I just said this a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. If you live somewhere where Portillo's is new, in California, Arizona, parts of Florida, check it out. Go. Have the chocolate cake. You get a little slice of home if you're from the Midwest, you're from Chicago, or you're from the East Coast too, because you know that that food will be very familiar to you as street food. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, ah, oh, you know, i gonna, you know, it's gonna be so heavy. It's not. Hmm. And can I just tell you something? Hmm. The best thing about portillos hmm. is that bun that they put the Italian beef on yeah, yeah. that you get now when you get that dipped and it gets all wet. Yeah. That is the perfect piece of bread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, carbs be damned. You can do it once a month. You're sure. not going to hurt anything. You'll be fine. Portillos.com. P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S. Is how you spell that, Portillos.com. Find a store near you or order online, and you can get it anywhere in the United States of America, Portillos.com. I hate to be a sore loser, to Aaron Rodgers, who has beaten our beloved Chicago Bears about a billion times, according to my personal Mm, records. And you and I were actually at an NFC Championship game between the Packers and the Bears. And Aaron Rodgers just ate us alive. And then... Well, we had Jay Cutler. Yeah. So there. But he was hurt. And then he got hurt. Yeah. And then that's where, actually, that's where the unhappy Jay meme came from, that game. It did. Actually, of him standing on the sideline. That's
1: also the game in which Ashton Kutcher... Uh, showed up in the skybox we were at and wasn't happy to see me because I had not liked his last yeah. seven movies leading yeah. up to then. So that I, was a, that was a fun day.
0: I thought I was going to have to get in between Ashton Kutcher and Richard Roe. Big Rover. guy, you know, he's and, a big, big Bears fan. Ashton, I Ashton Kutcher did not realize how big he yeah, is. Like six three, I want to say. We're yeah. not small guys. Yeah, and, I'll, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, all right, you're. But he had on your a lot own. more to lose because he's got Ashton Kutcher's face, you know, and I got my face, so <laughs> he
1: was not going to fight. You know, I like him anyway, but I you know. Move, oh move, man,
0: that okay. was an awkward moment. Anyway, yeah. that, anyway, well, that's the point? not the point. That's the, the story? point about Aaron Rodgers. All right, so the point is, is that Aaron Rodgers, who I always kind of dug, I thought I did too. Know, I did as too. As a Green Bay Packers quarterback, you know, g- generally not my favorite people. Yeah. But I'll say about Brett Favre when Brett Favre was in the Super Bowl, I was rooting for him because he was one of the great quarterbacks of his generation. Yeah, gunslinger, old fashioned gunslinger, right? Man. And I, and I I kind of liked his attitude. Uh, then he went yeah. to the Jets and he whipped it out and he showed a picture mm-hmm. of his own uh, lack of manhood. Oh to boy. The, Yeah, uh, the
1: reason why he was number four.
0: Yeah, it was just it. it mm-hmm. I mean, don't. Okay. All right. Now Aaron Rodgers though always was kind of an interesting guy. He came in. Right? As being like this super smart guy. Everybody yeah. talked about that. I mean, the fact that they were going to make themselves to Jeopardy. Kind of a
1: Northern California hippie intellectual. Savant. Kind more of guy. than just a football player, right? And we he
0: thought. ended up dating every one of my celebrity crushes.
1: Did a lot of that. And then his brother stopped talking to him because there's all weird family stuff. We I'm got indications bachelor. that he was eccentric to the point of being odd. And. Yeah. Uh, and God bless him, you know, whatever's happening in his personal life. But Shailene Woodley, the actress that he, as far as we know, still, I think, engaged to, mm-hmm. is a free spirit of her own. You know, she lived in a... Do we still call them teepees? You know, uh, for a couple of years. Uh, believes you should, like, brush your teeth with clay and all this sort of, you know, weird holistic things. Doesn't believe in deodorants, so that's fun. You know, so, But that kind of feels like that's who we would be with, you know, because he's got this aging hippie thing now with the ponytail and the stocking cap and the bro kind of thing and then of course he flew off the rails with this anti-vax stuff where he did his own research and sent it to the NFL (laughs) right exactly (laughs) which is exactly the same as if Fauci if Dr. Fauci had sent a playbook to the Packers (laughs) it's, it's the same thing I've right. drawn up some place. <laughs> I don't know why he talks like Joe Rivers, but he kind of does. <laughs> no, but that's, I, I think a reverse would work. <laughs> that's, about what, I, that's what Rodgers did, right? I, yeah, that, that's his 100%. own medical
0: research. No, you're 100% right. Because he's a quarterback. Right. And he's a smart guy, and I get right. all that. But he decided, and I think this is kind of what happens to people when they get to a certain level of celebrity, and especially exacerbated in the social media world. Yeah, and if you're paying yeah. attention to your social media, it really it radicalizes people. Definitely. And I think that's what happened to Aaron Rodgers. I think 10 years ago, Aaron Rodgers would not have taken the bait on all of this. Well, you know, and, you know, know and, and
1: so I, I want to... I just sh- want to know yeah, how Olivia yeah. Munn
0: feels about this because she seems Olivia super Mann, smart. Olivia
1: Munn, yeah, but then she, yeah, she, she... Somebody even said that yesterday. I think one of the ESPN people said, boy, did she ever dodge a bullet, <laughs> Month, but getting out of there i wanted to share with you rose some of the but you know the, the internet was having a lot of fun you know the, the, that's the thing too you know i i really loved watching him play i, oh, he's I think he's top five quarterback. quarterback of all time he mm-hmm. makes throws that almost nobody else can make but uh the tweets were great the internet is now calling him throw rogan uh no, someone else said everyone please stop making fun of aaron Rodgers. he hates being needled <laughs> Get it? Wow. um and then uh, uh, a friend of ours, actually Phil Rosenthal, a longtime uh, writer here in, in Chicago, not the same Phil Rosenthal who did uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, but same name. They know each other. Uh, Phil tweeted: "Aaron Rodgers looks like he can't believe the Packers lost. Probably wants to do his own research."
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He Too did. bad, though. You know, you just, I'm not a big gloater. You know, I don't like. I don't believe in a lot of like, well, gloating. There's a time to gloat. We can but, gloat right now. Yeah, and it was in the way that you know. And I will say this, bro. You watched the game. And I don't know what his physical condition is right now. I mean, he had it right, or he didn't have it. I don't know. He he had a toe thing Rona, at one point. Mean? I don't know. We don't know. I mean, do we know? I don't think he. Ha- yeah, he did because he had to sit yeah. out. Yeah, He, he at least tested. tested positive. Yeah, the protocol, which is like their overtime rules. I don't know what it means, but <laughs> uh, he. I will say this: um, he did. You know, he did. First of all, he did not have a good game, but he appeared listless on the sidelines. I mean, he appeared unmotivated. Uh, you know, a lot of rolling his eyes at his own players, and you 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 know you look at the body You've language. We've seen that
0: all season, by the way.
1: We've seen that all season from him, as opposed to Tom Brady, who did not have a good game either and, and lost. Well, you know, he actually came back had an amazing comeback. But Tom Brady is the kind of guy that will get in the face of the offensive lineman, but also very inspirational. As are the other quarterbacks who are still around. Garoppolo's good for him. He, he sneaked in there. But Mahomes and Josh Allen in particular, I love, first of all, they're incredible talents, and they're the next generation. I am so sorry to
0: not see them in the AFC Championship game because both those teams deserve to be in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that kind of felt like it was, and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll find out about that. But – um I just felt like when you watch them, you know, Mahomes has always been like that. You know, fired up, runs on the field, yeah, hugs guys that. when they make great plays. And Josh Allen is the same way. And I I, 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 just I love him. their body language and their leaders and their young guys. They're in their mid-20s, you know.
0: I root for Mahomes in the State Farm commercials. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to beat Aaron Rodgers in yeah. every one of those. Well, the Patrick Price trumped
1: the shit out of the Rodgers rate this weekend. But that's interesting too. Now, uh, both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. There's speculation about their futures. Tom mm-hmm. Brady says he's going to take a while to think about it. So right. does uh, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers made it clear if the Packers are going to rebuild, he doesn't want to be part of that. I don't know why they want to rebuild. they you know they've got a lot of talent.
0: Uh, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure, and I don't want to get too footballish here. That's fine. Get but, footballish. Uh, but you know they've got this kid Jordan Love, right? Who's yeah. there was their top pick that pissed off. Right. Aaron Rodgers right. which is why you've seen him act like this cuz they drafted a quarterback where yeah. Aaron Rodgers thought he was still in the prime of his life and he's 62 years old right yeah. so he did, yeah. he did not want to acknowledge the fact that he will have a precipitous descent in his capability as mm. every athlete does when they turn 40 which is why except most, Tom Brady <laughs> you know? right well that's true but in most athletes no
1: absolutely it happens fast
0: right and and if if you look at like you know olympians and stuff like that There's the Masters category, which Mm. is over the age of 40. And that's very specifically done because that's where it all kind of falls apart. I'm sorry to have to say that, but that's true. And at 60, look out. The (laughs) bottom falls up. So at the end of all of this, Aaron Rodgers was protesting, essentially, against the Green Bay Packers. But they signed him back up. And now this kid, Jordan Love, who's been in a couple of games when when Rodgers had the COVID and all the rest of that, Mm. he's not really... Ready for prime time. So they either no. have to develop him or they're going to move him because they're running out of time on him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Aaron Rodgers comes back. uh Tom Brady, you know, it was a tough loss. And his buddy Gronkowski also said he's going to take, you know, a few weeks to think it through. And I think with Gronkowski in particular, I mean, he's been so beat up. He's a big guy, but man, oh, yeah. he get, he's been beaten up. He may feel like, you know, I came back, I got a Super Bowl ring with my buddy last year. I could see Gronk, you know, uh, retiring. Brady's never going to retire on a losing note. If he, you know, Unless, like you said, you know, next year he comes back and it, and they're just they're just not even in it. But that was such a tough loss because they he engineered this incredible comeback. The Rams are trying to give the game away with yeah. fumbles and interceptions and stuff, and I just don't see him. Especially Brady had one of his best years ever. My fun stat for you: we talked about Troy Aikman before, who's a Hall of Fame quarterback and mm-hmm. won Super Bowls with the Cowboys. Tom Brady has more touchdown passes after the age of forty than Aikman had in his career. Really? That's my favorite stat. And, it's you know, the game has changed a lot, too, even from the 90s. But, yes, it's like 200 to 190. You can look up the exact number. But, yeah, because, well, Brady the last two years has had, you know, huge numbers. It's crazy.
0: But, yeah, can you believe that? No. Well, it's true. I'll bet Troy Aikman can't believe it. No wonder he's in such a bad mood in the broadcast That's what
1: I'm booth. talking about.
0: Wow. That explains a lot. All right. Well, as we move forward here, there's a whole new generation of great quarterbacks coming up. Yeah. Uh, obviously... Josh Allen is a miraculous and, uh, quarterback. Uh, Joe
1: Burrow, we we, you know, we haven't even mentioned the fact that the Bengals sneaked ahead of the Titans somehow. And I I love Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow was great at LSU, but you never know with these college quarterbacks if it's gonna you know Trevor Lawrence. It's early in his career, but and he's a sucky. He's on a team. terrible team. But yeah. Joe Burrow. Uh, there's something about him. He always looks like the guy that just left, like the rave or some raging party. You know, he's got a kind of semi dazed look on yeah. his face, the cigar smoking thing. I mean, he's he's got almost a Joan Namath esque uh, confidence and cockiness about him, but he's backing it up.
0: That was an observation that was made last night on one of the broadcasts as well. And I, I completely agree when I heard it. I'm like, oh my God, that's 100% right. I mean, because you know. he's he does have this ability. And, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan. We've talked about this on the podcast before. You know, he was an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. Right. He's an Ohio kid. Yeah, that's right. And he ends up at Ohio State. They decide they're going to go get Justin Fields from Georgia because, you know, that's what that's the whole fallacy. Of this whole transfer portal and everything like that. I mean, it's like the pros now. These guys are moving around. Yeah, there's a guy there's a guy who's, like, transferring back to where he transferred out of in the portal for next you year. You
1: watch some of these bowl games and go, he's 27 years old. He's a <laughs> junior and has two years of eligibility, especially because right. it's COVID they got to pass. So. Right. But, yeah, Joe Burrow. So, he's an Ohio kid. I forgot about right. that. Right. And yeah. so, and
0: in, in his dad, uh, you know, said, because they knew that Cincinnati was going to draft him mm. early. Yeah. And they were like, well, do you want to go to Cincinnati? Because, you know, famously, like, uh, like, oh, Eli Manning, for example. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Said, no, I'm not going there. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's that guy. Uh, but Joe Burrow was like, no, I'm going. And his dad was yeah. like, no, no, he's going to go. Oh, yeah. And I it's got gotcha. to And it must be a really good feeling for a kid from that state because that state is a bunch of like medium sized cities that all think of themselves as Ohio as opposed to necessarily Cleveland or Cincinnati. Yeah, That's very true. No, Cleveland yeah. and Cincinnati don't like each other very much, and Columbus sits in the middle. Columbus is like, hey, what about us? Yeah, but the but I think it's just an amazing story and he's super proud to be there. I think he feels completely comfortable. They've, they've given him the keys to the kingdom.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, well listen, they've already, you know, it's been historic and but he doesn't have that name of type thing It's like mid-season they weren't they had you know, like the fewest uh, COVID cases or protocols or whatever. And he goes, "Well, there's nothing to do in Cincinnati. No one's going out." On. Right, right. Well, that's <laughs> you know? that is true. <laughs> That is But, true. you know, you could see a lot of towns or cities would turn on a quarterback if they said that. Not like,
0: Cincinnati. But,
1: like, the, 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 the city of Cincinnati sent him, like, a care basket with right. all the great food and restaurants and some suggestions. And people were like, that's really not helping your cause. It still doesn't look like
0: there's a lot. Well, it, Cincinnati refers to itself as the biggest small town in America. Yeah, it is very, you know, kind of you know, the queen
1: city. You know, yeah. But it's it's not known for nightlife. And that's fine. And you know what? Joe I Burrow. somehow found it, though. Yeah, you... I was the there thing. for you know, whenever one Whenever they weekend. say that, I mean, I know people that have gone to Salt Lake City and torn the town up. Yeah. There's always some place. And Joe Burrow is a young cat. Bengal.
0: Get it? And, um, you know, will have plenty of opportunities to have all the fun in the world wherever he wants. Yeah, that's totally true. All right. Well, I want... I now am a Bengals fan for the remainder of this because okay. of Joe Burrow and we'll just have to see where this all And you know and I would also say out.
1: this to the people of Buffalo, your your time is gonna come. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna no, win no, a Super sure. Bowl. They had four Super Bowls under the great Marv Levy, a a good friend of yours who I've got to know. Uh, never quite got over the hump, but that team is going to win a Super Bowl. Oh, no And then you can all jump on those tables and break them like you like to do. So they'll have their day in the spotlight in the next two to three years, I think.
0: And I love Kansas City. I love Patrick Mahomes, but I kind of wanted Buffalo to win yesterday because I wanted Mitch Trubisky to be in the AFC Championship game and maybe even the Super Bowl because – Oh, my – I hadn't thought about that. I just thought that would be so funny for uh, what has really turned out to be – a very disappointing couple of years as a Chicago Bears fan, with uh, you know the ownership and the way that the management has it kind of treated the fans and all this. Yeah, I think it's, it's time it's for tough. a change. I'll it's, end on a
1: positive note though. Yeah. The great Dick Butkus, one of the greatest oh, yes! football players of all time. If yeah. you, don't know him, you know him, you know, actor and all this stuff. He joined Twitter. Last week, Dick Butkus, and he got the blue check, the verification. And when he got verified, the first thing Dick Butkus says now that I have that blue check thingy, can I kick Aaron Rodgers from following me? Can I kick him out?
0: <laughs> kick him off Twitter. Yeah. Yes. That's great. I do love the idea. Butkus. Of that. The Roan Rubber Podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. AmericanEagle.com is a full-service global digital agency providing best-in-class web design, development, hosting, digital marketing services, and so much more. Visit AmericanEagle.com for more information. I want to thank Tim Elenius and Renee Nelson, our executive producers, and Demita Menezes, who is our long-suffering, and I'll just call her that forever. (laughs) I'm just going to put that on her business card, production director. See you next time.